Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to Macabre Minds, a true crime podcast. Yeah. So obviously we didn't record last week, but um, I think we said in the episode before that you were going to be away, not in the state. If we didn't, that's why. So (laughs) I was out of town. It's been crazy busy. Yeah. And we're going to have to take a two week hiatus again <laughs> yeah um after this episode so i'm sorry for our weekly listeners we're not so weekly lately <laughs> yeah but after that we should be back on track i mean yeah. fingers crossed <laughs> but yeah the goal. there's a lot going on in these months so yeah anyway <laughs> um and I also, uh, while that week we had off last week, I did start a new book on a really big popular case. So it'll take me a few weeks to compile that. But I was working on something while that week was off. So okay, all Woo-hoo. right, awesome. Okay, and and next time we come back, we're starting our killer animal series. Yes, I am so excited for that one. That's um, yeah, just when animals go deranged and act out of character for whatever reason yeah so So. yeah that kind of brings about like the whole point of switching our podcast to macabre minds is that we could like talk about other like weird things not just you know which we kind of did in the last one but like you know we felt more open to do kind of weird little episodes like that now so yep now it fits a little bit better yeah (laughs) exciting for us and hopefully for you (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's get started All right. So this uh, episode is on the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, Um, which just makes me think of SpongeBob, the hash-slinging slash. (laughs) Um, Nope. Nope. You don't know that one? Okay. No, it doesn't ring a bell. I did not grow up with with cable. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Well, okay. Never mind then. (laughs) He. Um, but that is what um this person was dubbed that's what they call him um and this happened in fresno california in 2013 february 2013 so that's not even that long ago no it really wasn't no i know i don't and then with um we'll see like how much this case like blew up really i and i Maybe I was in my own little world as, like, a sophomore in high school or whatever, but I don't remember this at all, like, this happening, so. (laughs) No. I Yeah, I didn't hear about it at all, like, and then as a hitchhiker, I didn't even know that hitchhikers were still a thing. I know. I was like, everyone stopped hitchhiking after the 70s, right? Because. I thought so. That was not a smart thing to do, but. Like, before I see someone hitchhiking, I'm like, ooh, that's dangerous. That's a bad idea. Never in my life would I hitchhike or get in a car with someone or no. Yeah, help out a hitchhiker. Stranger. No. I'm sorry for any people on the road who like genuinely just need a ride, but like I'm not about to take that risk. I'll sorry. Have you seen that one meme? And it's like like a guy picks up a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker's like, Wow, you are so nice. He's like, but why'd you decide to pick me up? I could be a serial killer. And then the, the driver goes, well, the odds of two serial killers being in the same car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow. That was funny. 
Um, like that's that would really creep out the the creep. Yeah, I mean it works both ways. The person who picks you up might also be scary. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jessup Reisbeck, who was a reporter, gets called to report on this wild car accident that had happened. Um, he was normally a sports anchor, but they were short of people that day. So it was his very first time reporting like that kind of news. Um, and when he gets there, a man was pinned to his car and was yelling, I'm Jesus Christ and black people should die. And like all sorts of things like that, like racist things. Um, and this man, his name was, um, oh gosh, I did write it down, but (laughs) McBride was his last name. Jet McBride. Okay, that was the man um, who was driving, and he plowed his car into uh, a man named Rayshon's just because he was black. Like, he saw him on the side of the road and was like, I'm going to run this guy over. And um, he said he was Jesus Christ and that he was, like, sent to get all black people off of the earth. Um, Oh, that has some severe mental health. um, Yeah, definitely some terrible things going through this man's head. Um, Yeah. And a woman who, her name was Tanya, um, who was standing by, she tried to help the man who was hit by the car out of his car. And then Jet McBride started attacking her for trying to help this man. Um, And so a hitchhiker who happened to be... um, walking by or like on the scene stepped in and helped her and saved her life um so there's a lot of things happening and the hitchhiker he had like a hatchet on him and he like hit the man on the head three times because he wouldn't let go of this woman he was like attacking her um so he did end up saving her life and this hitchhiker's name was kai i remember this i remember this i remember watching him on the news yes yes because he was interviewed. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And so Jessup is the only person there, and he asks Kai for an interview. And Kai's first thing that he says is, like, he's, first of all, I just want to say, and he gives this message of, like, love and respect. And he's, like, no matter what, you like, you deserve respect and you deserve love. And then he's, like, okay, so anyway. And then he goes into explaining what happened. So it was, like, this weird thing. Um I don't know. It's like a weird thing, but people thought it was like super sweet. But he, yeah, and he was a hero. Yeah, and so he's explaining what happened. Um, I'm actually gonna play. I have some clips of his interview because everybody loves clips, right? Over the guy's pinned there. Buddy gets out. These two women are trying to help him. He runs up and he grabs one of them, man. Like a guy that big can snap a woman's neck like a pencil stick. So I fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. That's what he said happened. Could you hear that okay? Yes, I could. Yes, I remember watching this. Yeah. And like, yes, he's heroic. But he's very excited about about just smashing someone in the head with a hatchet. Yeah. And he was like, he has like that surfer, you know, nomad type. That's what he looks like too. Like yeah, he just long, looks like this suit. Hair, yes, on his head. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
And he just was basically like, I saw a woman in danger and I stepped in and nobody saw anything but like self-defense and rescue. Like that's what he was. Um, And Kai was asked to do other interviews and he said, no, I gave the one. I'm done. Um, But he was very charismatic. He was like this unlikely hero. And the interview was big. And so Jessup puts the full six minute video of him talking to Kai on YouTube. And the next morning it had like blown up and went viral and people really liked him. They thought he was like this funny hero and he became like, they were like memes. They had like, they made one of those auto tune songs that people do of like his interview. He was like this absolute internet celebrity and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this homeless hitchhiker is like a hero. And he was so funny. And like, if you watch the whole video, he did seem like, you know, like this just charming person. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he's being tracked down because Jimmy Kimmel wants him on the sh- on his show. And then Lisa Kamsky, she was a producer of the Kardashians, and she thought he had kind of like this it factor. And she was like, you know, most heroes are not like homeless people that you typically see. And he was sweet and innocent, and she was interested in finding him for him to have his own TV show after all this. So he was like this big thing. And I don't know how I missed this because I don't. I don't really recall this at all. So, but apparently he was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I only remember the video. I don't remember much else. Yeah. So, um, Kai agrees to t- talk to Jessup again. And he has this energy that's like very endearing. Um, and in this video, the second interview, he introduces Jessup's to some of his homeless friends and told the world about how they need help. And then he goes into this music shop and like plays guitar and he's good at it. He's not a bad singer. He's a good performer and he's good. He's, you know, he can play the guitar pretty well. Um, So people are liking him even more for this second video. And Kai had not been aware how famous he had become at this point, but um Jessup tells Kai at lunch like hey you're having all of these offers all these people are emailing me like Jimmy Kimmel wants you on the show and all of this and like you could get rich and famous like you won't have to be like homeless anymore and Kai says well I kind of just want to live in the Bay Area wander around just smoke weed really so he turns this all down like he doesn't want to do it um he's like I like my nomad life really so I'm not interested you do you yeah i mean why not um but he is persuaded by lisa um and she offers to come pick him up because he doesn't have an id so he can't like get on a plane or anything um so she and another producer drive 500 miles to go get him and bring him to hollywood um and they as they're like leaving he sees somebody like another homeless person and he's like oh they look like they have less than me and he like offers him a backpack full of things so they're thinking oh this will be great for our show like we'll catch he'll like do moments like this and he'll be like the sweet person um and the producers give kai this contract saying that he'll go on jimmy kimmel and then they'll start their show and he signs it in like these weird symbols and it's just gibberish like he doesn't sign his name And it's, like, all over the page. So they're like, okay, that's kind of weird, but I guess that's his signature. (laughs) Um, And they pull up to the Roosevelt Hotel in L.A., 
and Kai like gets out of the car that they picked him up in and immediately like starts peeing on the Hollywood stars like outside and they're like they pull him aside they're like okay this is really bad publicity we're trying to build a show for you like you can't do that um and so they go into the hotel and there's a mini bar in his hotel room and he starts like gulping down the liquor like like chugging it um and then he starts riding his skateboard through the lobby and this the roosevelt is a very very prominent hotel like stars stay there it's very fancy and security throws him out so here's the thing so many so many things are going through my mind mm -hmm. first off like it kind of i mean it's good that they want to like help this guy out but they're not helping him out they're trying to make a show out of him and like exploit him and like yeah and kind of make a whole thing out of it instead of okay you know this guy might be struggling or bring awareness to homeless people like mm -hmm. nope nope they are not um like like that they're not bad people or you know whatever but no now they're just trying to make like a tv show and get money off this guy like oh you know this yeah. this guy's a rising star mm -hmm. so, and happened... also oh what i was gonna say it like happened very quickly like he yeah up and they were like oh a tv show like that's crazy and i mean even in the video like in the interview you can tell this guy just kind of does his own thing yeah like i mean it, i i would have been surprised i'm not surprised if he turned down the tv show mm -hmm. but i would I would be surprised if he turned down like the Jimmy Kimmel offer because it's like, yeah, you can go and you can enjoy a nice, um, like a fun little vacation and it's probably all expenses paid. And, you yeah. know, so I can see him kind of taking advantage of that and just doing whatever the heck he wants. Yeah. Well, the simplest thing shows a little bit of mental illness or something like that. Um. Yeah, possibly. He <laughs> show maybe just uh interesting viewpoint i don't know i guess i'll see yeah uh so after being thrown out he runs down the street pulls out this huge knife out of his backpack and like throws it on the ground and at this point lisa and the other producers are starting starting to think he's a little like scary a little bit of a loose cannon and they're really kind of doubting at this point that he was truly that like charismatic person that they saw in like the videos and stuff um, but Lisa invites him to her home and it's just the two of them. She's like, you can stay with me, I guess. And he was very nice and he like played his guitar for her and nothing really happened. Um, and on February 11th, Lisa and her team take Kai to go to Jimmy Kimmel. And the first thing he does when he gets out the car is he walks over to the big Jimmy Kimmel sign outside and pees on it. Um, and security is like, hey, you can't do that. Like, what are you doing? I don't know why that's his that's his go-to. He does that multiple times. Um, I, mean, I understand if he's used to just, you know, peeing wherever. But also, it's not like he didn't grow up around this. I mean, I don't know what his home life was like or what his, his background is like. But it's a general rule that you don't pee in public yeah like that's just public urination is something that can get you in trouble don't yeah do you can literally get arrested for it and the fact that he just keeps on doing this in these in these busy places i don't get it yeah uh but yeah 
he goes in, meets Jimmy Kimmel. They take pictures. He gets like this five hundred dollars, um, either check or in cash for like part of part of like compensation for the interview. And then Kai goes over to the security guard and gives it to him, gives him the five hundred dollars, and is like, "Sorry that I peed on the sign." So he'll do something weird, but then like something will balance it out where the producers are like, oh, he is sweet. You know, it kind of like, it keeps going like this back and forth thing. What a uh, weird, that would just weird me out. I would, yeah. Uh, just bad vibes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But 90 minutes before the show starts, they're starting to do prep and then the police show up to the studio and take Kai away. Um. Jeff Stricker, who is a homicide detective with Fresno, said they picked him up as a witness for this trial for attempted murder with Jet McBride because he was, you know, the one who ran over this guy and um, Kai was there. So but because he was like just aimlessly being a nomad, they couldn't find him. But then they found out about Jimmy Kimmel. So that's where they were able to find him. So he's brought in as a witness. Before the show, even? Yeah. What? Because they had they had literally just found out because Jimmy Kimmel had tweeted that he was going to be on the show. And so they were like, oh, we've been looking for you for weeks. So we're going to take you in. Oh, unless he's arrested. That just seems like just rude. Like you're about to be on a TV show. But then he's like, well, we need to talk to this witness. So like, okay, but the guy that was committing the crime is he died right like no no he's not dead no he's going on trial which is why they need him oh i see yeah still like yeah you you got your guy he's there he's not going anywhere just just wait in the back until the interview's over i don't know just kind of (laughs) rude (laughs) kind of rude unless you're like arresting him because you think you did something wrong that's just rude (laughs) yeah I mean, <laughs> my opinion. they could have waited until after, but no. That's they what didn't. I'm saying. Um, but they did bring him back 30 minutes before the show. So he did make it on the show. Oh, so <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I get it. He's just sitting around anyway. Um, but at this point, the producers are kind of freaking out. Like, this person was just brought into the police station. Maybe this isn't a great idea, even though he was just as a witness. But, like, it could be pet publicity. And they're all, like, at this point, they know he's just weird so they're kind of worried about how this interview is going to go and kai he did say some weird and bizarre things in this jimmy kimmel uh interview but jimmy like rolled with it and was able to spin it and made it into something funny like anytime he said something weird like jimmy would say a joke and like flip it back around and then move on from it so really it's kind of impressive that he was able to do that because there were like some weird things that he was saying um, like if you, you're only listening to his audio, then you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then Jimmy Kimmel gives him a surfboard and a wetsuit and social media like blows up again after seeing this. And they're back to like, I mean, not that they stopped, but like it rekindled the Internet sensation that he was. And so then he's asked to do like this little skit of like, oh, Kai's movie reviews. But as they're trying to film that, he, like, couldn't concentrate on anything. They barely could get him to do, like, anything for, like, an eight-minute sketch. So they knew, like, oh, he is not going to be able to do a reality TV show because 
spoiler alert reality tv show is still scripted y'all so um they were like no this isn't gonna work so that kind of fell through okay why would they ask a uh, um someone experiencing homelessness why would they ask someone questions about movies assuming that they go and they watch movies right that was kind of my thought as well i was like um well i think he was like supposed like in the sketches he was gonna sit and watch the movies and then like give his opinions on them um oh geez that's a lot of that's a big time commitment oh yeah and like one of the movies was like zero dark 30 and i'm like do you think this guy wants to watch zero dark 30 do you know what that movie is no it's about how they like it's a true story of like how they caught like Osama bin Laden. <laughs> like, no, I, don't I don't think so. that was the right move, the right movie to like do that. <laughs> that's that's very that's a weird move on their part. Yeah. Them do. Um, but yeah, so the TV show thing like fell apart. Um, but there were still other people reaching out like Justin Bieber's people asked to collab with him because they like he was singing and stuff on video and whatever um but Kai had to go to court for Jet McBride's trial and some more details came out Kai had hit um McBride over the head three times in his skull um and he had actually been in the car with Jet McBride when he ran that man over um because he was hitchhiking and he had just hopped in jet's car and they had both smoked marijuana and they kind of were like oh we're like ghosts and kai had kind of said i bet we could drive through a truck right now and nobody would even see us um and then kai said that this man, Jet McBride, had proudly told him that he had raped like a 14-year-old girl before and started rambling about how he was Jesus and he could do anything he wanted. Um, and then he crashed into Rayshon. And when McBride started attacking attacking the woman, uh, Kai had decided to help her. And he hit him in the head with the blunt side of the hatchet first to try and stop him. But okay. then it didn't like stop him he continued to attack the woman so then he used like the sharp side twice um not enough to kill him but there was like a laceration on the top of his head from it um yeah so and people were kind of like well you it was self-defense but you very quickly like used a sharp weapon and like you didn't seem to have any hesitation about doing it and like i don't know some people started like doubting him at that point i guess a little bit yeah it's so hard because it's like okay but also he's not a trained police officer like he's just trying to save this this woman after he just witnessed him hit him with a car you know it's like honestly this guy needs to be stopped and he's not a trained police officer where it's like don't use deadly force like honestly if you're trying to stop someone use deadly force yeah (laughs) i'm sorry but if, if, if life is if it's the balance between someone else's life or that person that's attacking them like i feel like as a if you're not a police officer that's trained in this or whatever 
then yes, I think that it's it's appropriate to to use whatever you got to defend. Yeah, I would kind of agree. Like if you're, yeah. oh yeah, go on. If you're like trying to save your life or someone else's life, like if I were in that situation, I would probably do as much as possible to get that get them off of me you know so yeah I mean he just saw someone hit him with like someone else with a car and now he's attacking another woman like yeah he this guy's dangerous and he's just trying to stop him I don't know it's like okay but what if he doesn't use that force to get him to stop and then the guy turns on him right at what point would it be appropriate for him to then start using that kind of force because otherwise you're just putting yourself in danger the longer you let it drag on yeah so and he he tried he used the the other side of it first right clearly it didn't yeah. work and he wasn't even hitting him i mean come on it's a freaking hatchet you can that someone's head is probably like I heard, like, on Bones one time, they compared it to, like, a watermelon. Yeah. Like, so you can chop through a watermelon with with a hatchet. If it just caused a laceration, he was not hitting him with all the As hard sport. as he could have. Yeah. Yeah, he's a grown man. Right. That's, that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the tea. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh... But this trial still did not stop his, like, popularity. Um, he was going to perform with a band called the Redcoats. And the lead singer said he was having a conversation with Kai. And Kai confessed that he gave McBride a joint that was laced with all these drugs. And then he's laughing about how McBride starts flipping out and, like, can't handle his shit. And um, the lead singer is basically like he he just confessed to drugging this guy before all of this went down so maybe that has a huge part of what happened um but then he says things like if someone fucks you in the ass you take them out and then he switches back to like oh life is good i'm just a hippie living that kind of life so the conversation was like weird um, yeah well, and, and that is like a, a different mindset than uh, if he's categorizing himself as a hippie just because like, yeah, love, you know, it's they're more like you with love, show everyone kindness. Yeah. Not get revenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like this back and forth of being a pacifist and then being like, I'll take somebody out if I have to. Like, it was, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, so the red... The Redcoats left the band. They left before Kai's show started because Kai was going to perform after them because um, they were like, we kind of don't want to be a part of this. And he ended up being kicked out of that venue um, for his behavior during the show and urinating all over the place once again. Um, he really needs okay. to stop. <laughs> I know. Um, and then May 10th, 2013, in Kai posts this weird Mother's Day message on Facebook um, saying he was basically looked after by a demon. He was locked in a room for 20 hours a day with like a little camera in the room um, and all those weird things. And then he goes, oh, happy Mother's Day. Like basically kind of like F you, mom. This is all the crap you did to me. Um, and right. then, Jess yeah. And Jessup 
remembers that when he first interviewed Kai, um, he had brought up some terrible things that had happened to him. Like he was raped by a guy on the road when he was 17. And he did say that he was like locked in a cage for four years when he was a child. Um, And so it was kind of bringing up like these weird little bits of his past that were traumatic. And his cousin, Jeremy McGilvery, um, said Kai's real name was Caleb and that it was true that Caleb was kept at home, that his mom locked him in a room. And um, at 13, Caleb was sent to a foster home because he tried to set the house on fire that he was living in. Oh my um, yeah. And then Jeremy, his cousin, also said like the littlest things would set him off and he really wasn't able to tell if people were like laughing with him or at him and it would really upset him and he'd like blow up if he thought people were like making fun of him. And he said he did believe his cousin had mental issues that were just not diagnosed ever. Um, so yeah. not, yeah. Wow. Like, you're trying to set your house on fire because you want to leave your house. Like there, there are things happening over there. Yeah. 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 Who knows, you know, what we don't know of what went on. Well, then I feel like the public urination thing actually makes sense because, like, if you got to go, you go, you know, if you're locked in a cage, like, and there's no other option. Yeah. You know, you kind of lose that sense of, like, modesty, if that's even what you want to call it. Or yeah. that regard for well, it, you know? Yeah. You're just, that's, yeah. That's sad. I feel bad for him. And then, like, it's just when you do that to a kid, all that emotional trauma you're causing, mm-hmm. that's just got to be so – That's people don't come back from that easily. Yeah. And it requires a lot of help from other resources that he then probably didn't have the access to. Yeah. And so it's probably right. just easier Not being getting- a doctor and being on your own. Mm-hmm. Forming those relationships. I can see why he left and preferred not to have a home because if that's what his home looked like, it wasn't great. Yeah. Right. It's not like he has the idea of what home life or how to behave really is because it didn't sound like he had much interaction. Yeah. So May 13th, 2013 in Clark, New Jersey, 73-year-old Joseph Galfie was found murdered in his home, beaten to death. Um, Joe was scheduled to be in court and could not be contacted, so his neighbor found went over and found him on the floor of his house, only in his underwear and socks, and, like, beaten pretty badly. Um, the house was neat and organized. There was no forced entry, but there was a phone number on this man's laptop that said that was for a Lawrence Kai. So the detectives Google the name and they find it links back to Kai. Um, yeah, it's like a weird little random thing. And there was a train ticket that was on Mother's Day. And the detectives look up the footage from the train station and they can see Mr. Galfie buying a train ticket. And he turns to give the ticket to someone off camera. And then that person steps into the camera and you can see the long curly brown hair in a backpack. And when he turns to face the camera, they could see it was Kai. 
Um, so this man and Kai had seen each other before this man's death. So they're like, we need to talk to him and we need okay. to find him. Um, so they call the Fresno Police Department and they learn that his name is Caleb McGilvany, actually. And he is a nomad. So it's very hard to like place him in one place. He's constantly on the move. Mm-hmm. Um, but the news breaks out that Kai is now being searched for regarding a murder and people freak out because you know he's like the public's hero and right now there's an arrest warrant out for him um and the public is now seeing him as this dangerous um armed and wild loose cannon who's difficult to track down so it's turning quickly on him as people are like well what happened like what's going on um And on May 14th, Kai posted another ominous message on Facebook that was like, what would you do if you woke up in some stranger's house realizing you had been drugged and raped? Like, what would you do? So, Um, getting weird. Yeah. Um, On May 12th, they found a young woman who was going who was supposed to meet up with Kai but then didn't and she didn't hear from him until about nine o'clock at night when he called her many times asking to be picked up and he didn't have anywhere to stay but he doesn't answer or she doesn't answer and then he meets up with another I couldn't tell if it was the same girl or a different girl he met up with later um but they posted a picture together and he now had a face tattoo and he had cut his long hair so it was shorter mm-hmm. um so he looked different but she posted it and that helped the investigation kind of look for him and pinpoint him right. and in um may 16th in philadelphia an employee in starbucks recognized him and called 911 and the police found him at a greyhound station and arrested him so in three months, he had gone from being this viral hero to arrested for possible murder. Okay. Um, so much. Yes. So first off, um, why, if you're like, you know, avoiding the police or whatever, would you get a face tattoo? Right. Why would you do that? Very, very ignorant on his part just because you're you're not going to get away with a face tattoo very easily no no um i just don't understand i mean he's clearly he's clearly off his rocker at this point like he's he had he's had a mental break yeah definitely um he just like it's something that happened before like he just doesn't really have um what is it? What am I trying to say? He doesn't have a sense of like consequences, you know? So he's not oh, really yeah. thinking about it, right? Yeah, he just is very impulsive and Yeah. Jessup had to report on this and he was he said it was like a sad feeling, like a friend that you wanted the best for has now possibly done this and ended up in this situation. And um he still says Jessup believes Kai couldn't have done this without a reason um most people don't believe that but that's what he says as someone who like had been friends with him for the past three months and like tried to help him out and everything you know um right but i mean when you do have a relationship with someone like that where you're friends it's it 
is unfathomable. 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 <laughs> it's just getting worse. I think the first time I said it was fine. Unfathomable. <laughs> Whatever. It's unthinkable. <laughs> that um they could they could actually do something like that. Yeah. And I think that the people closest to to a murderer just don't think that they they're like okay there's got to be at least a reason yeah it's, it's hard to to think that something like that could happen for just n- no reason i agree yeah uh please oh no kai said in his police interview um that joe galfi had offered to get him some food and offered a place to stay um like he was like a nice man like looking to help him out and Kai said they ate dinner at his house and drank beers and watched TV. And then he went to sleep. And he said he woke up in the morning and knew that he was raped. And he kind of, he like goes into detail about like the physical evidence um, that he like felt and saw and like was like, oh, I was raped in my sleep. But he doesn't confront him about it. And Joe took him to the train station that morning, bought him a ticket, and they said their goodbyes. And Kai says he went to Asbury and waits for a friend who didn't show up to, like, pick him up and stay together. Um, And he needed somewhere to stay. So he goes back to Joe's place. And Kai says that night Joe was in his underwear and had pulled down Kai's pants and drugged him. Um, And Kai says, I knew I hit him, but I don't remember how. Maybe I, like, elbowed him or something. And I hit him in the head. And then after he confesses that, he said, I want to talk to a lawyer. And then uh, he asks, is the death penalty legal in New Jersey? And the investigators say, we're done. We're not going to answer that. We can't answer anything else. You've asked for an attorney. Good luck. And they leave. Um, They leave the room. And Kai was claiming self-defense, but the crime scene evidence didn't really show that. Um. It showed that Joe had been savagely beaten to death. He was 73 years old. Kai had no defensive wounds if it was, you know, like scratches or anything showing that he like had to fight back at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And Joe's autopsy report was pretty brutal. He had blunt force trauma to his head, contusions on his forehead and his face. He had multiple hemorrhages contusion of muscles in the neck, rib fractures. I don't know what this means, but intercostal muscle hemorrhage. I don't know what intercostal is. That's between your your ribs. Okay. Um, Soft tissue contusions involving his upper chest. And the medical examiner said it looked as if he had been like stomped on his eye orbitals were broken his nose and above his nose were broken his ear was almost completely off and there were scuff marks of like like footprints of blood like going down the hallway it looked like he had tried to like crawl down the hallway to escape or something because there was blood like going down that whole hallway so it didn't seem like self-defense the way if someone's like stomping on your face like that like breaking the bones in your face so yeah and they they also doubted that kai had been sexually assaulted because then they were like well you left amicably 
hugged at the train station and then you returned to your assaulter for help. So they kind of, they really doubted that story. Yeah, I I definitely doubt um, just the second portion of it, you know, because you a victim, you never know how a victim's going to react after something yeah. like that. I mean, it's shocking. Sometimes there's there's self-blame involved. You know, sometimes you're making an excuse for the person, whatever it may be. And then once he, he might have had time to think about it and be like, hmm, that's wrong. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's like, I have nowhere to sleep. I'm going to go back to this person's house. I don't buy that. I no. don't think that that's true. I, okay. Right. Like if you're trying to get away without any incident, I can see like, oh, let's hug it out. See ya. Bye. Um, But then to go back to someone who just raped you, I don't think a rape victim would ever do that. Like, right. You know? Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess people do. I guess like, I mean, individuals could do that, but only like not in that same circumstance that he was in where it's like he had to go all the way back to his house. And he was saying it was literally just because he wanted somewhere to sleep for the night. It wasn't like in a circumstance. I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It wasn't like they were had a relationship or something. This was like someone he had just met. Yeah definitely strange um and then they find that two weeks before meeting joe uh kai had posted an article on facebook that said is vigilante pedophile hunting a good idea and then kai wrote above it you decide for you i'll decide for me so maybe they're thinking kai thought joe was the sexual predator and that he was a vigilante out to rid the world of joe pretty much is what they're going off of based of based off of what they know you know yeah i wonder do you uh tell us anything about like what they find in joe's house like was he a pedophile no nobody who knew joe thought he could mentally or physically do that he was old older um and they he had never had any incidents never no one had ever thought anything suspicious they never found anything um looking into this they never found any evidence that he had ever done anything like that so they thought maybe like kai had made it up in his head and kind of just decided to do it um i mean it does seem like he was mentally unstable at the time yeah like um, he, he could have been in a state sure. of like psychosis or whatever. Mm-hmm. And once again, he goes viral because the internet is divided on if he is innocent or not. Um, and he goes to trial for this mur- for first degree murder. And the judge is not buying. The judge and jury did not buy the self defense. Um, And the judge called Kai, quote, a powder keg of explosive rage. You created this public image of a free spirit, but underneath that free spirit, the jury saw another side of you, a cold-blooded, calculated, callous killer. Yep. Yep. And Kai is furious, saying that homicide by rape is a right and that he was innocent because of the situation that he was in. I think that kind of did not help him that he said those things. 
No, no, that really, really did not. Because that is actually not a thing. I mean, if it's during the act and it's self-defense. But the fact that, for one, he would, like I, okay, this kind of goes against what I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. But he went way too above and beyond. Like, when you're self-defense, like, I, I said put him down. I didn't mean like stomp on him while he's down. Yeah. You know, it's he went above and beyond and, and that was full of rage. Yeah. And I think it's arguably premeditated. He left the danger. That was no longer something that he had self-defense for. Mm-hmm. Even if he even if he did like let's just say he did get raped that night and he left and then he decided to go back and he's saying in the back of his mind if he tries something again on me, then I'll attack him or whatever. It's setting yeah. him up, basically. And I feel like that's premeditated. So I don't think that that is a right, like, a right to kill someone. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And then the fact that he, like, believes that is a thing shows he has, like, no grasp of, like, once again, like, consequences, basically. Like, he kind of invents the situation and he's like oh like i could get away with that like you know yeah but yeah no you're right yeah so caleb kai um is sentenced to 57 years in a maximum security prison in new jersey um jet mcbride was uh found guilty of assault with a deadly weapon and he was sentenced to nine years in a mental health facility um for hitting that man with his car and he definitely had mental illness yeah if you're saying you're jesus christ that is something um the police narcotic test jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) who knows when jc is gonna come back who knows (laughs) (laughs) all right go on what were you saying the police narcotic test showed nothing other than marijuana in his system so those like claims that kai had made that it was laced with all this stuff possibly true but they didn't find anything other than weed so um in august 2021 the superior court of new jersey rejected kai's appeal against his conviction um and he continues to attempt appeals and they continue to be rejected so where this stands right now is he is still in prison and he will be for a while so yeah that's that's it I don't feel like um, he does very well in prison as far as, like, I just don't feel, like, he clearly has a temper issue, and he doesn't look like he's very tough. No. No. I think he has, like, he had, like, those bursts of rage, and, but, I don't know. I don't think standing up against some other people in a maximum maximum security prison maybe not yeah that's the thing is the people he attacked one had his back turned to him because he was attacking another woman um and then two um the other guy was 73 years old and probably much weaker than him yeah so well that's interesting it's interesting because we don't know 100 percent if his side of the story is true 
it kind of looks like to me it kind of seems like it's not and he kind of invented the whole situation in his head but he believes it's true but yeah that's where yeah i i wish i hope that he does end up getting the help he needs because he really he does definitely suffer from mental health problems and yeah he's just uh unstable it it seems like and yeah. I feel bad for about his childhood because that definitely shaped who he is. For sure. Yeah. So I, I that's kind of goes back to it. Like I used to say this all the time. I we haven't covered a case where I've really said this too much lately, but just you know, the mental health problems that are in pr- the prison system mm-hmm. and how they are just so overlooked. Yeah. So for sure. and so anyway. Well, that's interesting, and I, um, yeah, I hope to never run into Kai. No, me either. <laughs> I said recognize him from a face tattoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a, it's like on his cheek, kind of going down to his neck. It's weird. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for looking all that up, Emily. Yeah, of course. On that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkler sugar dash of murder. <laughs>